Welcome to the One Day at a Time podcast with your host and the future leader of the Republic of Wales, Scofflier. Now, this might be the only podcast in the world where you actually have to reduce the speed instead of increasing it. However, what I want to get over to you is that the past is gone, the future doesn't exist. So if you want to make the most of your life, you've got to make the most of these moments every single day. And this podcast is going to help you live a healthier, more fulfilled life, hopefully giving you some wisdom to take away every single day. So I'm going to shut up now so you can get on with listening to the next episode. Hello, one dears. How are you doing on this fine Friday morning? Hopefully you're listening to this in the morning. It's just finished book club as always. Brilliant. We're chatting about The Midnight Library, which is a book about a person basically wants to die and then she goes to this library and they're like look these are all the potential lives you could have had or have had right now and it, there's a stat and it blows my mind there's more possible chess moves than articles in atoms in the observable universe think how nuts that is so think of a chessboard it is physically you know you can see it it's small it's in front of you and that small thing has more potential moves than atoms in the universe what that resembles to me is the chessboard is your life. You make a move, life makes a move. Bam, bam, bam. And there's so many outcomes depending on the next move you make. So you can completely change your life depending on the next move. Does that make sense? So she talks about trying on different lives. She's all, oh, let me try this life on, try that life on. What she realizes is that the first few lives she tries on, where she becomes a swimming, Olympic swim star, she realizes that wasn't because she wanted to be one. It's because her father wanted her to be one. So she's doing that life to please him. The next one is when she becomes a pop singer or a rock star. 13 million likes on Instagram and she's a, she's touring the world in this life and everybody loves her. But she realizes that life was for her brother. It was his dream, not hers. And then she did another life where she, when she was in her current life, she regretted not going to Australia with her mate Izzy to go traveling. But then she realized actually when she got there that the, her friend Izzy had got into a car accident, passed away. And she hated the life she had out there. And it was terrible. So then she realized all of these lives I've been thinking about in my in her main life of just other people's dreams that she thought, oh, what if I did that? But they weren't something she wanted to do anyway. And the main thing about the book is it talks about you can't just cherry pick a lifestyle. You can't just say, I want the celebrity's fame, but then you want solitude as well. You can't say you want to be a sports star but then want to have freedom to go out drinking and eating junk food on a Thursday night because you've got to be training and you don't want the criticism from playing after of a bad game. Like you can't cherry pick lives. Like you can't cherry pick things from other people's bodies. You can't say I'd love to have a body because if you think that way, you have to now swap your entire life with theirs. And that's not something most people will do because your life is, there's a lot of small things that you do like. And that's the, the main thing from this is this girl I'd stayed in Bedford, she felt depressed, she wanted to die. She kept comparing her life to things she could have had in the past, and she realized it wasn't good for her. So she went back into one life where she was with her boyfriend in in a pub, and she had this idyllic life in her head, like, oh, I could be with this guy now in his dream pub in Oxford, like, loving life. But then when she went into that life, she realized actually in, in that life, she wasn't happy at all. Even though on, on the outside, it sounded like she was perfect, it wasn't. And some, you know, I don't want to name names about the personal stuff, but I remember even said on the call about this happened to her where she was living in a Guernsey in a perfect life and, and from the outside and walk beaches in the morning, la, 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 la. But actually, 
really, really didn't like that life and uh, pushed through and changed, got divorced. So things don't be as they seem is the is a big thing from this book. But also what we realize as well are all people talking about, there's a part in the book talking about when she was in the Antarctic um, and she was on a boat and she was in this vast bit of nature. She felt overwhelmed by how big the world is, but then she also felt important because she was doing this research at the same time. And then there was a part where a polar bear was going to potentially kill her, but in that moment she didn't want to die. But because she felt she was in nature, she felt connected again. She felt connected again. But when you're in the towns, you're disconnected because there's so many things going on, especially London. You get four more. You're in London. You're in the busiest city, one of the busiest cities in the world, surrounded by millions of people. But it's the loneliest you'll ever feel. Disconnected. But there's a connection you get when you're in nature. It's different. You can be on your own and just be there with a tree, sort of plant, a bit of soil, a bit of an ant. Uh, sitting in the rain, whatever, and you have a sense of connection, you feel alive. Like when I was walking up Snowden, I felt alive. But what, do you feel alive sitting down on a desk all day? Is that what a human being is meant to do? It's not. You're meant to be out there in nature. And I think that's a lesson I definitely take from this book that all other people should take is, if you are feeling down, trapped, not feeling yourself, maybe you're not even feeling human, you need to start doing things like going out in nature, go and plant a tree, like those events, go on dog shelter, like go to the different places that's more alive with teeming with life and take it all in. And I guarantee you'll notice a difference. Um, let me just go through a few quotes people picked out as well. Um, so yeah, so the part where it says, there's no way to live that can immunize you from sadness. So no matter the life you have, no matter the Olympic gold swimmer, the rock star, the living in Australia, living in a pub, uh, in Oxford, all of lives comes with sadness, all of them. So you, you can't think, ah, oh, if I did this, I wouldn't be sad. You probably would be sad in just a different way, maybe a worse way, maybe a better way. Um, so she kind of realizes she can't, why is she living with regret? Her regret book gets smaller and smaller and smaller because she starts realizing, oh, actually, those lives are not all what they're cracked up to be. Because we always think things are better than they are. Grass is always greener, we think, but actually, it's a, it's a patch of weeds. Um, so let's have a look here now, over, um, yeah, one decision away from a completely different life. Um, yeah, she changed her perspective on the relationship. Hindsight's powerful, so it's pointless though, because unless you want to go and learn some lessons, but, you know, doing it to, to essentially uh, torture yourself is not good. Um, you can, this, is a, this is the best part from book thing. You can choose choices, but not outcomes, okay? So at the time, just remind yourself, you're always gonna try your best. You're always trying your best. You're always gonna try and do a decision that's best for you in the, in that moment. Sometimes those decisions are wrong in hindsight, but that's fine. There's no regrets, it's fine. So you gotta learn with the fact that you should be happy. You should try and make the best choices, rational choices, take step back. You know, you can do all the stuff like, don't make a decision when peak emotions, so there's anger, sad, happy, take a step back. You can do stuff like, you know, ask for advice from people, but not just be pulled from every angle, but just being able to pull back, get some time on it. You can sleep on things. You can do all these small things to make sure you're doing the best choice. But then after you've done that choice, there's no point thinking like, oh, the outcome, it can't be tied. Choice and outcome can't be tied together. Sometimes they are. You make a choice and you want the outcome, it happens. But more often than not, it doesn't. 
And uh, Sarah Jane mentioned a really good podcast. I can't remember the name of it now. Um, about a guy who did a study on um, asking people. He essentially, from what I gathered, asked loads of people to think of like really bad thing happened in the past, and would they like kind of delete it? Would they erase it from their life so it never happened? Ninety nine percent of people said no, they wouldn't erase that really bad thing that they're thinking about because it helped them be the person they are today. And in some examples, it was extreme, like someone died and stuff, but then they became this person that fought for a huge change, helped a billion people, had this kind of change. So if you give things enough time, right, and understand you did the best choice you could and actually give the meaning, a good meaning to things that happen, you can do that. I think the, the phrase amo fati works here, love your fate. Like whatever happens to you, love it, it happens. Just don't fight against it, love it and move on. I think that famous Thomas Edison story where he's got his invention lab, lab and everybody, you know, his son's come to him in the middle of the night. Um, you know, quick, 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 there's a massive fire and he comes out and it's a lab because it's full of chemicals and stuff. It's absolutely ablaze. And he just turns to his son and goes, son, go and get your mother. Um, he's like, well, what, what do you mean? So he goes, this is going to be the biggest fire she's ever seen. And he comes and just, they just watch it and he accepts it, accepts his fate. Like, you know, he did his best, like he's doing his work and that something like that might have been a mistake from someone else, but it happened. He accepted it fast and then went on to recreate the lab, come up with new inventions and obviously still, you know, became this super famous guy. But the love of fate thing is like choice, fate permitting, my outcome happens, but if it doesn't, so be it. I'll move on next. It's easier said than done, but that study, the Eurasia one, shows you that most people, 99% of people, are okay with bad things happening as long as it's time given and they use it to improve themselves or use it as some kind of direction to improve their life. If you can do that, bad stuff, of course there's things we wish never happened, of course. Um, but if we think of a smaller scale, health and fitness, that weekend, that bad weekend last week, you, you ate whatever. Look, leave it go. Leave it go. You learn from it. So, do you know what? I realize now that every weekend I go and drink, I do have takeaway, and then the next day I order delivery in the morning because I'm hungover all the time. Well, how's about I make the circumstance slightly different next time? How's about every time I, instead of going to the weekends, going, yeah, I'm not going to go out and start lie to yourself, why don't you say, yeah, I'm probably going to go out and I, I'm probably going to have a few drinks, but I'm not going to have a few, I'm going to have loads. And actually, the Sunday's the worst day, calorie intake-wise. So why don't I, on a Saturday morning, go to the shop, get loads of fruits, waters, local ice creams, pack that up ready for the next day so when I do wake up, hang over to go and eat stuff, I'll actually just have that stuff and I won't be eating four, 5,000 calories in a day because I'm hungover. You start thinking things like that. Instead of fighting against it, you kind of look at the reality stuff. Um, but let me see if there's a few more quotes to go for you from the guys in the book club. Um, try, let's have a look. Lessons and mistakes. Yes, we can always learn from every situation. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, some career options to us seem impossible, but actually if we want to do something, what's stopping us? The fear mostly. Um, I think you can try on a different life. Think of a different life. Try it. If you can't change, of course you can, okay? You can. Think people thinking, I can't change my life now. Well, you can. You can. People have done it. Like, you're in control. 
You are in control. You can decide to change. Jim Rohn will say all the time, you can change direction. You can change. You're not a tree. You're not stuck in one place. You can move. You've got free will, essentially, to do stuff. You can do it. It's just you think you can't. But there's always a way. There's so many stories, biographies, history lessons of people who've done absolutely remarkable stuff from God knows the pits of death and doom and they managed to turn their things around and done it when actually when you think back to their situation think how did they think they could do that in that situation they just thought well there must be a way there must be you know what I mean that's how you need to look at things there must be a way if there's a will there's a way that's what they say um let's have a look and then yeah I think yeah that's it guys I think that hopefully that would be insightful. It is called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Definitely worth a listen. I think you get a lot from it. It's a nice read. It's a nice listen as well, actually. Um, so I think, yeah, give it a go. Hopefully that was a bit of a nicer voice note about general life today. But enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And as always, back on Monday. And the doors will be opening to our five-week strong challenge on Monday. So if you want to get stronger in body, stronger mind... Stronger soul in five weeks, going into Christmas, learning all about the strength training, how to, why plans work, why we do this, why we do that, actually learning from the basics, from uh, a master of strength training. Um, you'll be ahead of 95% of people in terms of uh, strength training and gains. So definitely, if you want to just have a build some muscle, get strength, this challenge is 100% for you. So please have a look out and don't miss it because I think this is going to be our best challenge yet so see you monday adios and that is it for today's episode so hopefully you took something away from it if you didn't here's what you need to take away stop wasting time on social media stop wasting time gossiping you've only got today to live today's the only day you ever have so if there's anything to take away from this podcast even if you can't understand the word i say even if you didn't resonate with the wisdom i try to deliver this is a reminder of you daily to live one day at a time Give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking you've got unlimited amount of days. But if you can make the most of today, I'm telling you, you'll have a fulfilled life. So enjoy your day and hopefully I'll see you back tomorrow. Do daily to live one day at a time. Give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking you've got unlimited amount of days. But if you can make the most of today, I'm telling you, you'll have a fulfilled life. So enjoy your day and hopefully I'll see you back tomorrow.